Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back with more Hit and Run. Hey, bada, 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 so we, bada. Hey, bada, 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 so we, bada, Kennedy, 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 so we, bada. On 670, the score. Two and two. On the ground to third, over the bag. McMahon gets it out of his glove and finishes this ball game. The Rockies have 25 runs in two games and will go for a sweep tomorrow. The Colorado Rockies have beaten the White Sox big a couple of games in a row. They have an incredibly fun scoreboard operator. Like, delightful and hilarious. It's funny because a texter, two hit and run, says, God, I hope your 10-20 segment is about the Rockies scoreboard. It is not, but they're, they're, really, they're really good. And Jason Benetti has been tweeting screen caps for pictures, good old-fashioned pictures that he takes, uh, presumably with his phone, with that supercomputer in his pocket. Yeah, pictures in real time here? Yep, takes, some, uh, takes that supercomputer out of the pocket. And then take some pictures. Does he need to bring batteries for that supercomputer? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. But that's not what our 1020 segment is. Our 1020 segment, though, is about something hilarious and bizarre and brilliant in baseball. I'm so looking forward to it, man. I'm glad, man. I'm glad. Uh, and so we'll bring that to you at 1020. But here is uh, the latest from Bob Nightingale about the Chicago White Sox front office 
and manager situation. This is today in Nightingale's column, and Bob, as you know, extremely plugged in with the White Sox, with, um, with Kenny Williams, with Jerry Reinsdorf, etc. The Chicago White Sox are conducting a series of internal interviews to determine whether dramatic changes are needed inside the front office or the coaching staff. This has been one of the most disappointing and painful seasons in Chairman Jerry Reinsdorf's tenure. GM Rick Hahn has one year left on his contract, while manager Pedro Grifol has two years remaining. That's the entirety of the nugget. And so the news there is a series of internal interviews. That's interesting. So they're asking each other about stuff. So, I mean, Kenny's asking Rick about stuff, or Kenny's asking Pedro about Rick, or um, Rick is asking Kenny about Pedro. Uh, Jerry's asking Pedro about Chris Getz. Uh, or, or Jeremy Haber is asking Kenny about Rick. What, what are we doing here with the internal interviews? Everybody's still going to be there. It's going to shuffle, right? Or is somebody going to get fired? Or will somebody be moved to the upstairs? Or to the sideways, which is another way that, that they often do things. Jerry Reinsdorf's loyalty is remarkable, and it is a beautiful human trait and an honorable um, businessman's trait in lots of settings. When you are in a... Uh, in a professional sports situation and you're trying to win theoretically and you're you're trying to build a healthy organization that is focused on all of the right things the loyalty can be can be damaging to the overall can to the structure of the thing so what do we learn here internal interviews to determine whether dramatic changes are needed inside the front office of the coaching or the coaching staff folks. That means dramatic changes are coming. I do believe absolutely dramatic changes are coming. I've thought so for a while. What now, what is a dramatic change? What constitutes a dramatic change? I don't think they're going to go outside the organization and go get somebody who then is allowed to come in as the big boss and revamp everything and try to help clean up the organization. That's what other organizations have done. Obviously, you saw it with the Cubs and Theo Epstein. When Theo came in and figured out, talked to everybody, got rid of a lot of people, brought in a lot of new people, and slowly over the course of two, three, four years, revamped a ton of different systems and updated things. And then while he was still here, did it again in terms of hitting and pitching because he realized that they had slept on the industry a little bit. So anyway, and, and that's just the local example that we see. I don't believe that's happening. So what is a dramatic change? I think, I think Rick Hahn is going to step away. I think Rick Hahn is either going to step away or step to a higher office. Uh, GM Rick Hahn has one year left on his contract while manager Pedro Grifol has two years remaining. Um, on the 7th of August, when Hahn spoke after Grifol had spoken and Grandal had spoken, this was on the heels of the Keenan Middleton report from Jesse Rogers. Rick was asked directly um, this question by Paul Sullivan. You wouldn't step down? I, we'll, again, we're trying to beat the Yankees tonight. Let's see what happens over the next few weeks. 
And then we talked to Sully that week. And we talked to Sully that week on Parkins and Spiegel. Uh, I think it was the next day because Rick's saying, uh, let's see what happens over the next couple of weeks. I was like, was it? That's not a denial, right? Play, play that again. Play that, play that Q&A again that you just, you just played. Because what I wanted to know was what's the body language? What is, uh, what, what's on Rick's face as, he's, um, as he's, he's saying that? So here's Sully and Rick on the 7th of August. You wouldn't step down. I, well, again, we're trying to beat the Yankees tonight. Let's see what happens over the next few weeks. Okay, so I respect that he's trying not to answer, and I get it. But I wonder what you saw. So we asked, we asked Paul Sullivan what he saw. I got the impression that he would at least offer it to Jerry. Whether Jerry would take it, I'm not really sure. Maybe it would be kind of a John Paxson type deal, where you know Pax is still some kind of consultant. I don't know what his title is anymore, but he's still in the Bulls organization. I don't think he would, you know, let uh, Han leave without some kind of, uh, you know, golden parachute. Uh, maybe he'd get a job with MLB or, you know, who knows? He's He's got a lot of friends in baseball. I'm sure he'd, he'd do all right if he left. But I don't think he wants to uh, – I don't think he'd want Han to be leaving embarrassed, you know, like that he had failed, even though obviously that's that would be the narrative. So it's interesting. Paul Sullivan is uh, the reigning baseball Bigfoot in this town, has covered both teams now for a long, long time and has terrific context uh, when thinking about the organizations and and how they run. And so there I I forgot that he threw that in. I don't know, maybe get a job in MLB. Yeah, like Jerry could call anybody. Remember that Jerry and Bud Selig were the closest of close. Still are. And Rob Manfred was Bud Selig's lawyer, <laughs> basically. Um, and, and so, you know, and Jerry's a, a very powerful and, and beloved guy. So he doesn't want Rick to leave embarrassed. So it would be Rick controlling the narrative. And, and I, I believe that's what's going to happen. And I believe if that happens, whoever the new baseball boss is will get to decide on the future and fate of Pedro Grafal, as they should. So I think it's very much in play that Pedro Grafal is one and done. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, absolutely. And even yesterday, I mean, God, it's just it's hard. It's hard to read the quotes and or hear the quotes when Pedro is talking about. I think we're getting close. I think we're getting closer as a culture. We're building things and getting closer. This so that 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 was yesterday. I was reading those quotes and uh, you know from after the game yesterday, and it's like you just you just got pounded twice. By an awful team that now has the same same record as you, uh, and 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 you're talking about how you're getting closer and you're getting closer. And I understand you're trying to be positive and all of that, but I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in in in, in Pedro Grafol. Especially there, there was a moment um, on that same day, the seventh of August. We played it for Joe Girardi the other day, where Pedro Grafol had said that originally in spring training, he decided to let the players lead. He picked some players that he thought were leaders, and he decided to let them lead. This thing was a mess. It was a mess. And now he's saying since the deadline, now that they've traded some people, now it's going to be him stepping up and leading. It should have been him from the get-go. From the get-go, man. So, woof. So I believe that's what's going to happen with the White Sox front office, that Rick Hahn will... Offer his resignation uh, to Jerry, and it'll probably be 
accepted. And then I don't know if it's Chris Getz or if it's Jeremy Haber or if it's maybe it is somebody from outside who used to be here. I'm not sure what they'll do. But it's hard to believe that big things are going to get changed in this organization while Jerry is still here. There's kind of a there's kind of a resignation among Sox media and a lot of Sox fans that I talk to about how, well, and, and until Jerry passes or passes the team on to his son or um, to his family or something like that, that things are just going to kind of be, you know, trying to be decent every year and a big old revamp is, is not, is not in the cards. So we'll see. That's my gut feeling anyway. Let's slide in Stan from Bellwood on 670, the score. Stan, I know you called last hour and had thoughts on Bellinger and we can do those too, but uh, your thoughts on the latest nugget from Bob Nightingale there. Uh, Well, you know, Steve, isn't Bob Nightingale is based in Arizona, uh, isn't he? I saw him this week in the Wrigley clubhouse. So yeah, I know that, but uh, uh, but I mean, basically, I mean, I, he works out of Arizona. I, I, the only reason I mention that is because it's kind of curious that a guy that uh, you know whose uh, base of operations is way out west can be so uh, uh, clued in on what's going on here in Chicago with the White Sox. But he, he's, anyway, he, he's 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 here a decent amount, actually. I think I don't know whether he lives here part time. He, he used to be here a lot. Um, and then, you know, relationships are relationships, man. He's uh, he's done a very good job building some relationships in this business. Oh, that there's, I, it wasn't a criticism. I was, it just yep. seemed curious, you know, that he's more plugged in, actually, than the Chicago guys. I just find that, that you know, to be curious. But you're right. I do have a thought on, on Bellinger and the NL MVP race, you know, if you have time for it. But sure. uh, this thing with the White Sox, though, in my mind, this mess basically started when Reinsdorf stepped in and hired Tony La Russa to manage the team. It, it just set everything back and threw the entire organization into chaos here. Uh, it made Hans' position impossible. And if Pedro Grifol has to go, then Rick Hahn has to go with him because that's his guy. Uh, you know, we were led to believe that, uh, you know, once La Russa stepped away, Hahn pretty much uh, had his position back and was running the team. And it was a painstaking uh, choice and decision, uh, you know, the deliberations, you know, for a manager. And they, they came up with the ideal guy. And it was Pedro Grifol, and then he has been a complete uh, disappointment and near disaster in one year as manager. That reflects very negatively on Han. And if your if your choice after all of that is one and done, then you got to go too. So mm-hmm. I, you know, the White Sox. I agree with what you said earlier about the White Sox being unwatchable. I stopped watching the games about um, two weeks ago. Uh, you know, they don't have any young players to watch. I mean, Oscar Colas, he, that ain't, he's not it. Uh, and they don't have any pitchers that are must-see. So I, they're a non-entity now. And there's, until Colson Montgomery's ready, uh, I'm out as far as the White Sox are concerned. Man. Uh, I, I, one, yeah, yeah, just give me one second to respond to some of that. Um, 
Colas can hit a little bit. He's awkward in right field, but he is he, he he's uh, much less impressive than 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 I desired. Michael Kopech has has not gotten better, and it's a big time bummer. Um, not Aaron Bummer. Uh, Dylan Cease is is a very good pitcher and is is worth watching when he's uh, when he's on. And that'll about do it for must watch White Sox uh, at this at this very moment. So go ahead with your Bellinger thoughts, sir. Okay. Well, it, it was more an, uh, an MVP thought. Yes. Uh, I I agree with you. I, I have the top three guys right now as Acuna, Betts and Bellinger. But where I differ with you uh, is that I think Mookie Betts has separated himself here in the second half of the season from Olsen and Freeman. I don't, I'm not concerned that Freddie Freeman will take votes away from Mookie Betts uh, because I don't see how anybody right now could place Freeman higher on an, M, M, uh, on an MVP ballot than Mookie Betts. Uh, Mookie Betts now is finishing the season better than anybody he's impacting the games nightly he's the he's the difference between winning and losing practically every night and has moved into second place and i think he's closing in on a junior now usually the uh september pretty much decides uh the mvp uh junior's been the front runner all year but Betts is playing so well here uh, and, and impacting games and the standings nightly. He could steal it. I, I think Cody Bellinger has moved into third, but Mookie Betts to me is a guy to watch right now because he's closing in on Acuna and he separated himself from Olsen and Freeman. I think it's a two-way battle right now with, uh, with Cody Bellinger third. But I, I, Interesting. Yeah, interesting. Thank you, Stan. Appreciate the call. Yeah, um, Mookie Betts, his OPS in May was 958. OPS in June, over one. In July, over one. In August, 1.2. He's hitting 408 in August after hitting 305 in July and 309 in June. So that's batting average, just on fire in, in every way. He's up to 34 home runs for Mookie Betts. My goodness. What, what is his career home run high for Mookie Betts? I'm, I'm, I'm looking now, 35 last year for Mookie. So he's going to beat that. Career high in RBIs is 113 back with the Red Sox um, in 2016. God, such a good player. No, it's a good point to give uh, to give Mookie some love. Oh, oh, I remember what the old the 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 point I agreed with is like Rick Hahn finally allowed to choose his own manager, finally allowed to choose his own manager, and he chose his own guy, and he was super proud. And I get it. He went through his he went through his process, was allowed to do it, and was thrilled and psyched to introduce Pedro. And then Pedro's been a disappointment. I think there's there's no way around that. So yeah, I think uh, I think Rick will step aside. All right, it's Matt Spiegel here with you on Hit and Run. Coming up next, his name is Mister King, and he has created a bunch of incredible audio, video, 
creative stuff things. He's just it's got a, it got a really weird and interesting milieu to use a highfalutin word. But this baseball thing that he's done, you need to know about it. We'll tell you about it when we come back on Hit and Run. The premier baseball show in Chicago, Hit and Run, with Matt Spiegel. You're drifting off with WSLP AM, Big Rapids. Folks, this is an inspired and brilliant thing. And it is created by a man named Mr. King, who joins us right now on the Score Hotline, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Sleepbaseball.com is where you will find this. It is me, Matt Spiegel, here with you on Hit and Run. It Sleep Baseball. Folks, think of, well, I mean, I should let him explain it, obviously, but give me some of it, um, Sean, because this is, he invented a league, a whole, let me let let him explain it. It's my first time doing radio. Mr. King, welcome to the show. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Um, How are you? I'm wonderful. So... So, so what, what is sleep baseball? G- give, uh, give us the thumbnail for the uh, listeners to understand what you have done, sir. Well, um, like it says on the package, it's a uh, full-length fake baseball radio broadcast that never gets too exciting, so you can kind of nap or relax or sleep to it. In a nutshell. Yeah. So, I mean, here's the thing. I've always loved this about baseball that you can possibly just kind of relax and fall asleep. In fact, I did uh, I did three games uh, on the Cubs radio like what three weeks ago or a month ago, and one of my favorite comments was my buddy Chris Tannehill, my producer during the week, said, "You know, I had a baseball nap with you." I, I I he said he fell asleep in like the third, woke up in the seventh. I mean, there's something special about those kind of baseball naps. Is that what you're trying to capture on some level? That's exactly so. Yeah, it's the the quieter moments of a baseball broadcast, just sort of stretched out, so that it's. I'm never going to yell about a uh, dinger. I'm never going to uh, get too excited. So you can you can drift off. All right. So this is Sean Sears. Like had the best time, Sean, our producer, because I I turned him onto this, and hopefully we're turning a lot of people onto it today. Sean, you you really enjoyed finding this right oh this was great okay uh, the hardest part was just staying awake though it does work <laughs> <laughs> but he listened to a lot of it this is this is uh play-by-play man wally mccarthy right here jesus ferguson steps into the box ferguson has hit malone well this season batting 364 and here's the first pitch for malone a called strike that nibbles the outside corner i believe that was a split finger fastball Blinky Malone, not known as a fast worker, in fact, he does what almost looks like some very gentle Tai Chi around the mound between pitches, and he is doing that now. And here's a reminder that the first inning is brought to you by Ted's Fishing World. If fishing's in your head, trust Ted. Ted's Fishing World, locations in Kalamazoo and Big Rapids. Malone comes set, and here's the one-two pitch, and that is popped up, way up, just a can of corn. Where does that phrase come from, can of corn? 
Palomar is camped under it and makes the catch one away. <laughs> okay, so look, it's obviously there's comedic instincts at play. You must be having an absolute blast, Mr. King. It's absolute and endless drudgery, but uh, <laughs> the end product is what matters. No, I have, I have fun with it. I mean, you must, you've created a whole bunch of fake commercials. Like, um, play me the ad for uh, Big Tom's Shoe Repair and Gelato. And the Timbers go down in order. Another nice inning for Blinky Malone. At the end of the first half, we're scoreless here in Cadillac. Timbers nothing, cars coming up. <laughs> Hello. You know me. This is Ed, Uncle Hat. The good folks over there at Big Tom's Shoe Repair and Gelato asked me to drop by and say a few words for them about their business. Big Tom's been in shoe repairs since he was knee-eyed to a locust, and his wife, whose name escapes me, has been in the gelato business for several days now. Why don't you stop by over there to Big Tom's Shoe Repair and Gelato and get your shoes repaired if you're like me. You've put up quite a few miles in on those shoes. Why don't you get a nice cup of pistachio while you're there? And tell Big Tom that uh, Ed Uncle Hat said hi and don't kick him. Thanks for listening. Oh, God. So there's like, there's commercials. You've got all these players you've invented here. This is, it's remarkable. Um, are the games themselves exciting that's that would be counterproductive i suppose yeah the games are generally not too exciting and even when they are i make them as unexciting as possible <laughs> i need to I, I need to give a quick shout out to so the most of the ads are written and recorded by my old, old pal phil hunter in minneapolis okay the guy's a genius so uh shout out to him that is that is phenomenal um so i, I mean it's just it's baseball as a nap machine. There are a lot of nap machines out there, white noise machines, apps, um, you know, it's sleep. Like, this is, this is a genre that exists. Is, is, there, is there success, like financial success? Does that happen to people in this genre of sleep machines? I'm sure it's happened to other people. That's yet to happen to me, but uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> Um, and how many games exist now in the league, Mr. King? I believe there are 16 and 17. Number 17 will be out in about a week or so. Oh, my God. You've done 16 and number 17 is coming. Game. Tell people about the league. It's the Northwoods League? The uh, Well, it's not the actual Northwoods League, so uh, please don't sue me. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a sort of a small town um, league, mainly in Michigan, and there's a couple of Wisconsin teams. So. Okay, um, so I mean, this is there. I know that at times there have been an appearance of um, a, a kissing bandit, the Wisconsin Dells kissing bandit. Is that inspired by Morgana of our youth? Absolutely delightful. Yeah. Uh, a goat wanders onto the field at one point in one of these games. Every game has a, somewhere in the later innings has what I call an on-field disturbance. There was a hot air balloon crash, sort of like a slow motion Hindenburg situation without fire. Yeah, there's always I'll try to put something in there in case you're still awake and need a need a laugh. <laughs>
It's like, so have you heard from, are people actually sleeping to this or are people just really listening and being entertained and having a good time? Um, a lot of people do sleep to it. Um, I was surprised how many people just listen to it. It's sort of in the background and they aren't even baseball fans. I thought this would be only a certain kind of baseball fan would enjoy this, but I've heard from lots of folks who never listen to a real baseball game, but some, for some reason this uh, this does it for them. There's uh, the description of the podcast, and you can find this you can find this on Spotify or, or on, on Odyssey or on, on Apple. Like you can find it where podcasts are found. Is that is that correct? That is true. All right. So I mean, so listen, it, it, check this out, people, on wherever you get your podcasts, and certainly you can go to the website at sleepbaseball.com, sleepbaseball.com. Because there are like testimonials on there, which I assume are are fake. But uh, do you have real ones mixed with the fake testimonials? Those are all actual real testimonials, believe it or not. That's tremendous. That is tremendous. I love that. And um, the description in the podcast page will say uh, there is no yelling and quote no weird volume spikes unquote. That's I mean that yeah because. <laughs> That's bound to happen in a ball game, but not with you, Mister King. I, Hopefully not. Yeah, I adore it. I was I was reading an incredibly highfalutin review of Sleep Baseball in the New Yorker, with all of the words and a lot of a lot of big ones. Wasn't it impressive? All the big words that were being used in that review. A lot of fifty cent words in that piece. That was great. Yeah, it was really good. And the 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 writer referenced the great poet Robert Frost and his theory of sentence sounds, and I I just love that because uh, Frost would say that the brute tones of our human throat may once have only made these tones, uh, and that was where you found your meaning. And he, we used to talk about what it's like to hear two people on the other side of a closed door, even though the words do not carry, the sound of them does, and the listener can catch the meaning of the conversation. I thought that was quite beautiful because that that's what we love about radio baseball. That's part of the allure is that just sense of, of calm, and I know something's happening, and I'll be able to tell by the tone even if I'm not really listening. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. See, that's that's a problem with me. Sometimes I just don't ask questions, Mr. King. I just, like, make a long statement, and, uh, and an interviewee is left to go, yes. <laughs> hey, you're doing great. Don't beat yourself up. You're doing great. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, all right. So the Big Rapids Timbers uh, have been taking on the Cadillac cars at Foghorn Field. Um, Blinky Malone is uh, one of the pitchers. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of the players are delightfully named. Is that all you? Are you you are Wally McCarthy? Is that correct? Can you confirm? I, am, I, I can confirm. I am. I uh, play the part of Wally McCarthy. Okay. Um, most many of the player names are generated by my wife, Mrs. King, <laughs> um, who uh, she she has a running list of like a Google sheet that she shares with me, a running list of player names. So she's mm. been very helpful. In that respect. All right, good. Um, well, we, we got a couple more clips. Can we do hear the sleep weather one, uh, Sean? Thank you. This is Mr. McCarthy at the. Moment. Not much wind here tonight. Just a gentle breeze blowing out. I think this is what the locals would call sleeping weather. <laughs> yes. Oh yes. Oh yes, indeed. And then Sean grabbed a four-minute interview with uh, Beans Sorensen, a post-game interview. <laughs> 
And, and so I don't know that we have time to play all four minutes, but I think once we say goodbye to you, we'll just let that play for a while, and I'll risk losing some of my listeners, Mr. King. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Be bold. With all of your stuff, um, and you've done a lot of other things, um, actually – you know, let you behind the curtain. Met you last night in person at the Lynn Bramer event at Metro, which was a delight. Um, and my wife was able to tell you how much she adores your the robot video that you did. It, it, is it is it one of those Boston scientific uh, look at our robots, how amazing they are videos that that you redid the voiceover for? Is that correct? That's right. That's I think that was one of the first Atlas robot uh, videos. Yeah. It, Many it, years. It, it's absolutely brilliant. Um, with all of your stuff, it's the attention to detail and the passion. Like, it's far better than it needs to be. You know what I mean? Like, if you were doing this, if you decided to do 15, 16 games, it doesn't have to be this detailed and this involved. Why Why do you do it that way? You know what? It, it might be like a, sort of an old man hobby of, like, putting a, a ship in a bottle or something. I don't know. As, as far as the baseball thing, I, I, I need it to be as authentic as possible, uh, what a small-town radio would sound like. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, but but it's like – but but you obviously have a very high specific standard of, like, are you trying to make yourself laugh, make yourself proud? Uh, I like to make myself laugh, sure. Okay. All right, yeah. good. This has been the, uh, the, the psychological – um, poking of the bear portion of the interview. You have survived, sir. You have survived. I'm on the couch. Yeah, that's right. There'll be a $30 copay. Um, thank you, Mr. King, for your brilliant and hilarious creation, and I hope people go and check it out. Sleepbaseball.com. And what what do you search under in podcasts? Sleep Baseball? You can do uh, Northwoods Baseball Sleep Radio, or usually if you just put Sleep Baseball, it'll come up. All right, good. Um, outstanding. Hey, by the way, great, great show last night. That was uh, incredible. Oh, I'm glad, man. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate it. It was wonderful to, to do Lynn Wright. And if anybody um, wants to hear more about the Lynn Bramer event, Joe Shanahan from the Metro is coming on in an hour, and we'll, we'll talk through it a little bit, including what the Cubs did for their day yesterday. Thank you, sir. Have a wonderful morning. Thank you. You too. Okay. That's uh, Mr. King, sleepbaseball.com. All right, um, look, top of the hour, Lee Smith is going to be on this show. When we come back, um, I have some incredible stuff from around the league that we really need to get to, some, some great stuff that you'll hear and we will discuss, and we'll take a look at the leaders because that's what we do sometimes on a Sunday morning. But first, give us some of this. Let's see how much of this we, we're going to play here. I don't know. We'll play, we'll play a minute or two because Sean tells me it's perfect. It is a post-game interview from the Northwoods League from Sleep Baseball with Beans Sorensen. And welcome back to the post-game show here on WSLP AM Big Rapids. Wally McCarthy and producer Phil reporting. The Timbers take this one 5-3, and Bean Sorensen gets the win in his league debut. And I believe we've got Beans on the clubhouse phone. Beans, that was your first professional game, and you got the win in front of the hometown crowd. How did that feel? <laughs> what, what, man? Yes, just just asking about getting your first win here this evening in front of the hometown crowd. What can you say about that? Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's cool, man. It's real cool, you know. Uh, it felt nice out there, you know, with the ball and uh, and all the fans and everything, you know. Uh, you know, I I thought it was real cool, man. You ended up getting tossed in the eighth inning. Can you talk a bit about what happened? Well, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, 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 well, he tossed me, uh, that's part of the game, man, just really part of it, I guess, <laughs> you know, uh, I feel like, especially like, you know, I've been out there for seven innings, and I, you know, I look at this strike zone, and I, to me, it's a tactile thing, you know, man, it's like, I can feel it, you come to know it. And when you feel like you've been exploring that all night with, uh, you know, you know, pinpoint kind of accuracy like I had, and then to all, all of right. a sudden all have right. him. <laughs> I think you get the point. I think you get the point. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm totally. I'm gonna, I, might, I might wait till the offseason yeah. when I don't have real baseball. That's a good but idea. But I am a 1,000% going to take some naps to this stuff. Oh, that's great. Oh. Yeah, like I said, the, the the hardest part was just staying awake for it because it works, <laughs> but it's so funny. And like he said, like every game, something comes crashing onto the field and he's just very deadpan like, oh, and the air balloon is exploded in center field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, just incredible. All right, when we come back, we'll look around the league a little bit with some incredible highlights that you need to hear and that we need to discuss. Top of the hour, Lee Smith is going to join us, and we'll be live on the Marquee Sports Network for all of the 11 o'clock hour. And we're here with bonus hit and run till about 1240 as the Cubs will then play the Royals for the finale of their three-game set over at Wrigley. And Zach Zayman will have your pregame at 1245. Keep it right here on 670 The Score. We're back with more hit and run. No way, no way. Too high, too high. Too high? You said me too high. Too high. Not too high. Too hard, right? First, it's really high. high. Who gives a It's gone. On 670, the score. Welcome back into Hit and Run. Matt Spiegel here with you on 670, the score. I'm having an absolute blast today. This morning, hope you are too. Lee Smith. In about 10 minutes, and we'll be live on the Marquee Sports Network as well. The hottest team in the American League is probably the Seattle Mariners, who've won five in a row, are now 13 games over 500, and have overtaken that third wild card spot from the Toronto Blue Jays. And a big reason why is Julio Rodriguez, last year's Rookie of the Year, who was hitting 425 in August. 425 in August. In his last 14 games, he's hitting 485. Dude has 32 hits in 66 at bats in his last 14 games. Outrageous. And last night, he had a chance to have a fourth consecutive game with four hits. Here's Julio. Month and change ago, he was hitting 240s, 274 with 21 homers, 79 RBI. There you go, the other way, base hit. Wow. I'm telling you, he is a treat to watch right now. Julio, not much of a lead for Julio, 2-2. He goes, pitch taken down low, bobbled by Maldonado. Another stolen base for Julio, his 33rd. He had two last night, one in the first, one in the ninth. 
The other way base hit hit hard. Julio Rodriguez. Just lighten things up. Oh one pitch a hard single to right one out. Hit it hard backhanded Bregman Julio smells a hit. And Julio does the right thing. He does a quick turnaround slams on the brakes gets back to first. Haggerty run base hit Julio is fourth of the night Sammy to third. Julio has to stop a third away he's in trouble. He's back safely. He made it a very aggressive turn. That's another four hit night for Julio Rodriguez. Unbelievable four in a row and the Mariners a playoff team right now in the National League the wild card teams right now the third one is the Cubs tied with Cincinnati but they've got the tiebreaker so the Cubs are listed as the third wild card team just ahead of them the Giants right now would be a wild card team Arizona out of it Miami out of it just a half game back and the number one wild card team is the Philadelphia Phillies folks you remember when Trey Turner was given a standing ovation by the Phillies crowd a few uh, a few weeks ago. Now batting for the Phillies, number seven, shortstop, Trey Turner. Just about everybody here is standing, Trey Turner. That was in the midst of an unbelievably horrendous slump, terrible start to the year that just continued, and he made an error that cost the team. Then they gave him a standing ovation every single at bat. Since then, in 14 games, he's hitting 370. His OPS is over 1.1, and then this happened last night. That one's hit well. Deep to left field, out of line. It is gone! And the Phillies take the lead here in the top of the eighth inning. They got him on, and they got him across home plate. His 13th homer of the year. It's a 4-3 game. Former Nat exacting some revenge. Little ticked off about a couple ABs today, about a throwing error. That one's hit well out to left field. Garrett's going back. He has two in one inning. Trey Turner, two solo home runs here in the eighth. And the Phillies just keep on adding on. It's 11 to 3. Trey, did you have a good game today? Never had one hell of an eighth inning. Unbelievable. So two homers in the inning. 59 players have done it. 59 players have done it. Masataki Yoshida. Did it earlier in the year in April. Glaber Torres, Edwin Encarnacion. Jim Edmonds of the Cubs did it in 2008. That's the last local to do it. Mark Bellhorn of the Cubs did it in 2002. Trey Turner on a heater. It is hit and run here on 670 The Score. I am your host, Matt Spiegel. Uh, Coming up next hour, Big Lee Smith. In about five or six minutes, talk about something very cool coming up on the Marquee Sports Network. Joe Shanahan from the Metro as well. We're live on television on Marquee and on The Score in a moment on Hit and Run. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.